Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. This weekend, surprise attack in Israel by the Palestinian group Hamas could become a major geopolitical risk for the world's energy markets. As Politico's Matt Daly reports, if the war escalates, it could lead to tightened U.S. sanctions against Iran, derail a possible Israeli-Saudi normalization agreement, and expand conflict across the Middle East altogether. Any of those things could send global fuel prices soaring. So today, Matt breaks down how the conflict in Israel and Palestine could impact energy policy and the Biden administration. It's Wednesday, October 11th. For the most part, what you see is a war that's right now contained to Israel and Palestine. Neither of these areas are are big energy producers. But the fact that violence has increased, tensions have risen, just adds a price premium in the oil markets. If this spills outside the, the borders there, if this expands to include Iran, then you will definitely see an impact on oil trade. In fact, the Iranian question is really the big one right there out there now, how closely they're linked to the Hamas attacks, whether or not Israel tries to do something against Tehran to limit its ability to help fund these attacks. In general, you just see growing nervousness. Now, Israel has in recent years become a natural gas producer offshore. There's a couple of big fields that have been found there. They asked Chevron, which operates one of those fields, to shut down production just because of security concerns. And Chevron has done that. Now, that that natural gas goes mostly to Israel and a couple of their neighbors like Egypt. But it's not a huge player in the international market. So still, there could be a little bit of impact on gas shipments. Those are a little bit more constrained than the global oil market. So right now, what we're looking at is really just a fear premium being put on the crude oil price of about 4 or $5 so far. So it sounds like a lot of the risk for prices soaring is around if the war escalates. And one of those factors is that lawmakers are pushing President Joe Biden to enact stronger sanctions against Iran. Can you explain why that may happen and what sort of impact that could have on the markets? Sure. So Iran has been under sanctions for some years, and their production has really struggled under those sanctions because they're not really able to export much. At the end of the previous administration, at the end of the Trump administration, estimates are, and these again are estimates because no one has a specific amount because no one's able to really track the barrels that closely. But under the Trump administration, at the end of that, it was about estimated to be about 400,000 barrels a day of Iranian crude oil that was being exported. The numbers now range from anywhere, the estimates of those exports now range from anywhere from around 1.7 to maybe as high as 2.2. Somewhere in there is probably the right number. Most of that oil is probably going to China. It's going on a discounted basis. So if you see the sanctions, if you see an effort to crack down on Iranian exports, if they can be successful in doing that, you could be taking more than a million barrels of oil off the market, the global market, a day. That's going to leave a hole there, and that will definitely create some imbalances. It would drive up prices. Somebody else would have to step in there to supply China. China would be hunting around for that. That's going to drive prices up on the global market. So if you see that that uh, reaction, 
and you see the crackdown on, on Tehran's oil exports, which Republicans and Democrats are both saying that the revenue from those exports is critical for Hamas, to fund Hamas and their, and their hostilities against Israel. Well, then you could really start to see actual physical ramifications in the oil markets. Interesting. And do we know where President Joe Biden stands now regarding those sanctions? Well, you know, the belief was that the Biden administration was trying to create a more normalized set of relations with Iran. They've allowed some of the revenues from their oil sales to be accessible by Tehran, $6 billion. Now, Secretary of State Antony Blinken said over the weekend, Tehran has not accessed that money yet. They haven't used it. There's a lot of safeguards around what that money can go for. There's a lot of questions around just how strong those safeguards are and whether or not Iran can do whatever it wants with that money, as they've said they would. So for Joe Biden, it's a big question because if he really cracks down on those exports, then he risks pushing oil prices up, thus raising inflation in the U.S. Oil prices have come back off their highs in the last week or so, but we're still around the mid-80s. That's not a cheap level for oil. So if he risks upsetting the oil market, that could drive those crude prices higher and eventually drive gasoline prices up. U.S. drivers don't like to see those, those prices go up. And they've been a little bit, they've been a little bit softer in the last few weeks. So that's been welcome news for the administration. So they have to be really wary of changing that trajectory. Okay, got it. And the other big thing that you noted here is the role of Saudi Arabia. They're obviously a hugely important player in oil markets, and they were set to normalize relations with Israel. We don't know where things stand there now, but how could this all impact Saudi supplies and its future actions in world markets? Right. So to recap, you know, the the Saudis several months back put in their own oil export curbs. They unilaterally took a million barrels a day off the market right, to juice prices up. For them to cut back on those sales means that they're willing to try to drive prices higher, which increases their revenues. But then again, they like to move those volumes. They want to sell all the oil they can and keep that market control where they can. So if there's a threat to the talks where Saudi Arabia and Israel would normalize their relations, the Wall Street Journal reported at the end of last week that the Saudis were promising to increase their output if they can get this deal done sometime in the beginning of the year. You know, that would be a huge relief for Biden. That would be a relief for oil prices. You would definitely see some relaxation there. Normalizing those relations with Israel may be a difficult thing for Saudi Arabia to do right now. I mean, it's a kingdom. It's a very tightly controlled kingdom by the by the rulers there. But at the same time, they do have to deal with some public opinion. If public opinion swings really hard against Israel, as you can imagine it would in much of the Middle East, that's going to make it harder for them to finalize this type of deal. And that may mean that that extra oil that they promised may not be coming. This is all a big question right now. We don't know how this is going to play out. And the next weeks and months are going to really sort of lay that out for us. Also, Washington's top trade official, Catherine Tai, conceded on Tuesday that the United States and European Union may not meet their end of October deadline to reach a deal on green steel and aluminum. Politico reported on Monday that European officials expect to extend the steel and aluminum talks until January 1st, blowing through the self-imposed October 31st deadline when the sides hope to reach a deal. Ultimately, the negotiations with Brussels are meant to combat Chinese subsidies and incentivize low-carbon production. 
For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron is working to responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.